When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Official Wildcat Podcast, presented by Briggs Auto Group and Kansas Land Tire. Now, with almost 50 combined years on the K-State Sports Network, here are your hosts, Wyatt Thompson and Stan Weber. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Weekly Podcast, presented each week by BriggsAuto.com and by Kansas Land Tire. I'm voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson, alongside his longtime color analyst, Stan Weber, and the topic today, Kansas State basketball. If you go back to last Saturday, the Wildcats took part in the Big 12 SEC Challenge, and they were in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and lost a tough, hard-fought game to the Crimson Tide, 77-74. Then came back midweek on Wednesday and at home beat Oklahoma in a really defensive-minded game, 61-53. to So we'll focus in on those two games first, Dan, and then look ahead for the next week. K-State on the road this weekend in Morgantown to take on WVU, the 12th-ranked team in the country. This has been a tough stretch for the Cats in so many ways, you know, trying to get into the win column, playing some very good basketball teams. I guess I'll start with a thought from Saturday. I I really felt like energy-wise, it was one of the best efforts of the year for K-State, and they hung right with a team that at the time was ranked 38th in the net nationally. Well, I do think that the energy level was high, Wyatt, and that is something you're looking for when you're not producing the number of wins. you got to watch other indicators. And winning takes care of so much. You just know a team's excited and in the rhythm and playing two games a week and all of that. So the thing that you're pointing out is very, very important because K-State's not getting that success, not having that fortune of winning some of those close games, and you just want to monitor how hard are they playing. And it's nice to see 
that not only are they playing hard and checking off that box, which is not easy and, and nothing to be taken granted for, they actually seem to be upping their energy level, uh, their effort. And you start with the guys that you would see the most improvement with, the freshmen, newcomers, uh, David Sloan and, and a couple of freshmen, for instance, Montavious Murphy and Dejuan Gordon. You know, how are they playing? And you see that they are getting more confident, therefore exerting more energy, more leadership to the team. And that has really added on. And the other guys seem to follow and take in their lead. K-State really worked hard against a highly effective offensive team in Alabama. The team is very hot, won a lot of games, had a great crowd at home. It was not an easy environment. It was a team that could run and gun and shoot threes. And yet K-State was able to slow them down, do a lot of things well, and control the game in the first half, had a bad stretch, got behind by 16, and then still found a way to fight back in the face of that adversity. And they did it by offensive rebounding better than they have at any time this year getting to three-point shooters as, as well as you could imagine. So a lot of things to be happy about. Uh, they did not get the W, but, it you know, again, looking at an indicator, especially when you look at the negative side, are there negative things seeping into their activities into that locker room? And I think the answer is absolutely not. In fact, I, I feel a little bit of a resurgence, a, a little extra push, and I really think it's coming from the newcomers getting their legs underneath them and really feeling – comfortable being leaders on the team. I think that's a really good point, and I kind of started that way to lead into this. You could tell that K-State, even though in defeat at Tuscaloosa, they carried that same energy into the Oklahoma game on Wednesday night, and we know they have had trouble at the start of games. We know they have had trouble from time to time the start of second halves, but not Wednesday night. They were terrific getting after Oklahoma in both of those right away. Yeah, it's nice to jump out to an 8-2 to two lead early in a game, but then you know against Oklahoma you've got to continue to play. They've won seven games when they're behind at the half this year. It's amazing how they fought back. Unfortunately, K-State is one of those instances when they made a 12-0 run to win in Norman, barely against K-State. But K-State started the second half with a 9-0 run, and it really did a very nice job. And, you know, back to your point, uh, of, of the energy level, I think the newcomers have a big aspect of it. But the spark that that's created, we, we must say that McCall Mayween has done his part. No uh, you know, w- w- you know, chicken or the egg? Is it is it uh, McCall Mayween really playing, putting two good games together, or is it the other guys stepping up and adding that injury? I'm not sure. Uh, I, I happen to think that McCall is kind of caught up with a wave of everybody else fighting and going for offensive rebounds. But, McCall Maywin got into foul trouble, like he so often does, unfortunately, in that game against Oklahoma, but still wide. He ends up with 10 rebounds in the game. And that 9-0 run to start the second half when K-State needed to reestablish themselves as a better team in a game that they led the whole game against Oklahoma, never trailed. He went out and got some boards and scored four quick points for K-State right at the beginning of the second half to set the tone. Ends up with 10 rebounds, and that's coming off a double-double effort at Alabama. And it really excites you to say, if he can play at this level, and then you hope that he stays out of foul trouble, what he can give you, that's the kind of improvement K-State needs. Because right now, they're not very far away from being able to compete with almost every team in the Big 12 at a pretty even level. It's just a spark here or there. It's staying out of foul trouble. It's making free throws. It's making a winning play or maybe not making a losing play. Here and there has been the difference all year long for K-State. So an improved McCall Mayween helps the freshman. 
doing what they do helps. And so, you know, you can't turn around and say, oh, watch out, K-State's going to win the Big 12 again like they did last year. But we're talking about the risks of not having success at the end of the scoreboard are really strong to force your players to lose their heart and, and their focus. And that's what I'm saying. It's not that way at all. I, I feel like K-State's finally finding themselves and ready to play their best basketball of the year. We need a little more confirmation. But I thought the Oklahoma game was a good confirmation after the Alabama performance. All right, let's talk about a couple of other interesting thoughts here, in my mind at least, from the perspective of K-State men's basketball. Um, and, and I would start with Mike McGurl. After missing three games in concussion protocol, which obviously is, is a pretty serious thing, he comes back and, and doesn't shoot the ball well, but played pretty well and went 30 minutes in Tuscaloosa last Saturday. And then in the game against Oklahoma, he was K-State's leading scorer with 16. So I'd have you comment on how hard it is to do what he has done in the past week. And then on top of that, I wanted to, to get your thought on what I think is an interesting thing when Bruce Weber going into Alabama shook up the lineup a little bit and put Dejuan Gordon in there uh, ahead of Cartier Jada. I thought something clicked with K-State, and it seems like with McGurl and Jada back to their, quote, old roles of coming off the bench, I think it has helped this team. Now, per- certainly, too, David Sloan is a part of that. So lots to cover for you there, my friend. Yes, good questions. Uh, Mike McGurl, first of all, if we were talking last week at this time, Wyatt, if we were doing a midweek podcast and you were talking about the upcoming game starting with Tuscaloosa and the Alabama Crimson Tide, I would have said, I'm hoping Mike McGurl heals fully and gets back and gets into basketball shape. And I would expect him to play probably the earliest a week and a half, two weeks from now. So the fact that he went from concussion protocol and taking it very seriously, uh, getting his health back in, okay, now I can run and jog and jump and shoot and I'll be ready to play at a high level college basketball here in a week and a half or two. Let me get my, get back in shape, get my shot in order, all those things back into that rhythm, get the rust off. In other words, I thought that was going to take a little bit of time. I'm, I'm the most surprised guy in the world. He's available to play against Alabama. And then when I looked out and saw that he was not exhausted, he was no more tired than anybody else. And I will propose to you, Wyatt, a couple times when I was looking, I thought, he looks like he's fresher than the other guys after this three minutes of hard basketball. You know how college basketball is now. Every four minutes, they basically get to go to a break. And at the end of that four minutes, you can start telling that they're conditioned uh, to go full speed for a while and then get a little bit of rest. And I didn't think it affected Mike McGurl. So that's and it's so impressive, so hard, and so surprising. Even a week ago, wide, I would have never thought he'd have been a factor in these last two games. And boy, has he been a factor playing well at, at Alabama. And then when he got injured, when you think about that concussion down at Texas, right before then, he was not scoring very well. He was in a little bit of a scoring slump. And it didn't make sense because he's got a good shot. Uh, and he wasn't forcing things. So you're going, what's going on? Well, that's all been erased. He's back to being a reliable shooter. Uh, the arc on his ball, the rotation of the basketball is really perfect. And he looks like he has his shot back. And he really showed that against Oklahoma, making three or four three-pointers, only missing one shot all night long. And it's great to have him back. Very surprised, Wyatt, that he's going as well as he is right now and that he doesn't have rust. 
is, is surprising. Now, he is a guy who I think has really helped the mindset of this basketball team. Remember, you just mentioned what about new roles, which were old roles. Uh, it was easy for Mike McGurl to understand that he wasn't playing. But when he came back, that he did not start, mm-hmm. he may have some questions about that. But you know what? The thing that Mike McGurl's really added to this ball club is a uh, perspective, a grown-up perspective, Wyatt. I'm very impressed, and I think all these things come together for the psychology in the locker room. They're all critical. But Mike McGurl, when he had to sit out and not have the, the contact with the players, not be in the locker room, not to get not get to experience all what college basketball has to offer, not only when the fans are cheering, but behind the scenes, the, the fun of being with the guys, Wyatt, and, and having a good time, a laugh here or there, practice, and a coach yelling at you a little bit, all those things. When he came back, he said, boy, guys, you don't realize how lucky we are to do this. Uh, he came back with an attitude like, I want to have some fun. And fun means working and getting pushed and, and all these things. And I'm so happy to be back from that situation. I think it was a great perspective. And then he added another one, Wyatt, after the Kobe Bryant uh, tragedy and that death. Um, it affected a lot of people, and especially those who love basketball, mm-hmm. who grew up wanting to be Kobe Bryant. And to, to see someone that they think is, you know, just such a part of their lives, even for young people, to see Kobe Bryant and his daughter and, and the others on that helicopter pass away, it's shocking to the whole nation, but especially to, to, to players who are playing for K-State. And, and again, uh, Mike McGurl used that information and just said, why would I be down about anything today? I need to enjoy, because this is an example that we don't know if we're going to have it tomorrow. I mean, is he 65 years old, Wyatt, or is he 20? <laughs> yeah, uh, good point. It's, a, it's an amazing perception of what's going on. But he came back with a smile on his face. So guess what? Do you think he is going to cause any concerns around the program? Like, why am I not starting? No. He's there to play ball. And I think that helps Cartier Jada accept, hey, there's nothing wrong with coming off the bench. This is a team game, and the total minutes are going to be the total minutes. It doesn't matter who starts and who doesn't. Why would we be upset about those things? I think that's a big part of the success where you talked about the lineup change. If the veterans who were starters got their dauber down or weren't happy with it or looking, you know, with the funny look on their face mm-hmm. uh, around the guys, it wouldn't work, Wyatt, because you need everyone on board. And I think Mike McGurl has set the tone of let's don't worry about petty little things like who goes out there when the ball's tipped off to start the game. Let's go win. Let's go have fun. He kept saying, I want to have fun. I'm having fun. I have a greater appreciation of how much fun this is. And I think that helps Cartier Jada. And then when getting David Sloan in there, it allows Cartier to evaluate what's happening in the game. And if he goes in with a good attitude wide, he can slice people up. Cartier Jada can do as much as most players in the country. He has variability in his game. So I think it helps for him to sit back and look what needs to be done. And also he can go in the game with David Sloan and play the off guard position and become more of a scoring threat. And that K state's looking for scoring. Obviously that's where they struggle and having Cartier Jada not have to be the point guard all the time and really start the game thinking you're probably not going to be the point guard early in the game. I think that really helps uh, put on the mindset of, Hey, you're a scorer, not a distributor. And I think that's a better version of Cartier Jada. David Sloan's done fine. And uh, the whole team has been so accepting. And I, I hand it to guys like Bruce Weber and a coaching staff and guys like Mike McGurl, Wyatt, that have really helped set the tone that we're talking about a team, 
not about individuals. Absolutely. Well said. We remind everybody the Wildcat Weekly Podcast is presented by BriggsAuto.com, where they never match prices. They always beat them. BriggsAuto.com, longtime partner of K-State Athletics. And from the freeway to the field and everywhere in between, Wildcat fans trust the friendly folks at Kansas Land Tire and Service for all their tire and auto service needs. Visit thetirestore.com for the Kansas Land Tire near you. Well, what a upcoming couple of ball games for K-State in this next week. On Saturday, K-State will be at the WVU Coliseum in Morgantown, and they'll take on West Virginia at 1 o'clock Central Time with our network coverage at noon. And then, boom, right back home on Monday night for Big Monday against the number one team in the land, the Baylor Bears, who have, at this point, as we talk, have won 17 consecutive games. First things first, though, Stan, it was two weeks ago to the day when we get to Saturday that K-State clubbed West Virginia 84-68 at home and probably played their best offensive game of the year. With that said, you know Bob Huggins, and you know they'll be ready for the Wildcats when K-State gets to Morgantown this weekend. Wyatt, I wish you wouldn't have used the word club because Bob Huggins respects you so much. He may listen to every one of our podcasts. So Maybe. <laughs> Coach Huggins, uh, it's great to talk to you if you're listening, but uh, Wyatt didn't really mean club because we don't want to fire you guys up right now. Uh, you know, West Virginia's good. Uh, they're physical uh, yeah, and, and well-coached. All those things. But what's great about college basketball and conference college basketball is all those things could be true but there's no reason to be intimidated. Why not just go out and play? And to you, it's just another West Virginia basketball team, and you don't worry about where they're ranked. And that was true when K-State was on their run to win a Big 12 championship last year. Why? We would go into games, and if you're a national pundit, you might just say, oh, K-State's going to win that game easily. You know, fill in the blank who the opponent is. And you and I knew getting ready for the game, ah, that opponent's not intimidated by K-State. I mean, sure, K-State's good and probably going to win, but they're not intimidated. They're going to, uh, that opponent's going to have to work hard. And now K-State's playing that role this year. So, you know, I, I expect West Virginia to have a, a big purpose. Uh, Bob Huggins will do a nice job of reminding them what happened a couple of Saturdays ago against K-State and be extra fired up. But K-State's got to expect that. Uh, what I like about the Wildcats is when you play good defense, you give yourself a chance against teams like West Virginia. They're not a high-flying offensive team. They're just a good offensive team. They're great on defense, but that's a kind of grinded-out game K-State feels comfortable with. Can they go on the road and beat West Virginia? I don't know, but these players, Wyatt, are pretty new to this whole Big 12, and basically many of the players on K-State's team right now don't know any better than that they beat West Virginia. Those connotations are, well, we normally beat West Virginia. You know, last year they got the job done a couple of times, including in Morgantown. So I I think the players' mindset will be good. It'll be a heck of a battle. You and I can say, well, it's going to be hard, and Bob Huggins is going to have his team ready, and they're going to be mad. All true, but uh, a a big chance for K-State. No one expects you to go on the road and win a game like this. You're not supposed to go on the road and beat a team ranked that high. But I'm going to be excited to see how K-State plays. I think there'll be a little bit of a thorn in the side of West Virginia. And if we get to the half and it's close, yeah. that thorn's going to get bigger and bigger. Because I, I don't think it's too big for K-State to think in terms of why can't we beat West Virginia. Yeah, that's, that's so well said in my mind. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And just to close, I guess, a, a quick thought on Baylor. I mean, I mentioned a moment ago they've won 17 in a row. After a one and one start, so they're eighteen and one, ranked number one in the country. And when you watch them stand, the thing that sticks out to me is just 
they they have depth, but they can score, they can shoot the ball. But here's the real difference in Baylor, in my mind, from other other teams. And Scott Drew's had a lot of good teams, and that's their defense. Their defense has been locked down so far, big time. And it is not that zone defense, Wyatt. So yes. uh, fans, if you're going to listen in on your Learfield Network station or if you're coming to Bramlage Coliseum for a big celebration of Big Monday, uh, get ready for a different-looking Baylor team. Uh, Scott Drew's been there a long, long time. He and Bill Self have got the longest tenure at Big 12 schools right now, and Baylor's been good a lot of different ways, but it's usually with his own defense. Now they're playing lockdown man-to-man defense, using their athleticism, blocking shots, getting into the passing lanes, and just doing everything you can expect from a high-level basketball team. So something different to look at, but still, what a cool opportunity, Wyatt. When a team has a number one ranking, there is an X on them uh, that's a little different than if they're number two in the country. Uh, the the risks of number one losing because of just kind of magic and extra focus and all those things is real. Uh, it's hard to be the number one team in the country. We've seen the number one slot turnover as much this year as probably any time in the last 20 years, I believe it is, yeah. where teams that were ranked number one get cycled back and and the number of teams ranked number one this year, is Baylor really going to hold on to it forever? You know, I don't think so. Someone's going to beat them here and there. And a lot of times it happens when you turn on your TV on Monday night on ESPN and you watch Big Monday and you go, there's a team ranked number one and there is a crowd that they are visiting that wants it bad and wants to have a win over a number one team. And that's what I'm excited about. Man, the K-State students are back. This place ought to be packed and rocking. And uh, you've heard me say before, Wyatt, every time, every time K-State has beaten a number one ranked team in their history, it's a big deal. You know, it, it's kind of like a bowl win. Yeah. We, every bowl you win, you're going to remember historically. You don't just flush it away and go, that's no big deal. No, every time K-State has won against a number one team is notable. It hasn't happened that many times, Wyatt. And that's what you have an opportunity to do if Baylor's still ranked number one, you get to be the place in Bramlage Coliseum where the whole country is looking in and the Super Bowl will be done wide. I mean, it's all basketball now. That is the big Monday of big Mondays. They're going to turn in to see how good is this Baylor team? Are they really going to be a threat to win a national championship? Are they really going to be a threat to keep Kansas from winning a big 12 championship? Let's turn it on and see. And all of a sudden they see us someplace rocking. And they say, wow, that's the best of college basketball. Where is that? And they go, that's Bramlage Coliseum. That's K-State. And they're going after Baylor. And then suddenly, everybody in the nation's going, hey, this would be fun if K-State upset them tonight. Let's watch. Yeah, or hopefully, no. listen to us, Wyatt. That would be great as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and we hope they do that, no doubt. But really, it is quite an opportunity uh, in two days, really uh, two games, I should say, over a three-day stretch. Saturday in Morgantown with our coverage at noon and then Monday night at 8 o'clock. We'll have pregame show coverage starting at 7 o'clock. That's going to wrap up our program, the weekly Wildcat podcast, presented as always by BriggsAuto.com and by Kansas Land Tire. For Stan Weber, I'm Wyatt Thompson. Thanks so much for listening, and go Cats. This has been the official Wildcat podcast, presented by Briggs Auto Group and Kansas Land Tire. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. 
Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.